Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If not, like me, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with innovators, startup, academia, NGO, all together looking for solution to the greatest challenge of our time. I'm Samuele Tini, and this is the Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode. We are today discussing something that is dear to my heart climate justice and the B Corp movement. And we do it with the senior program manager and the climate justice at B Lab, US and Canada, Kylie Nillis. Thank you so much, Kylie, for being here. Thank you, Samuel. I'm happy to be here. So before now jumping to this hot topic and so important, especially in the context now of the COP, I want to ask, what is your journey? What is your background? My journey really began um, in university. Um, I'll take, take us all the way back a decade plus now. Um, I, I went to school to study um, social impact and a career in the nonprofit sector. So I studied social movements, organizing and mobilization, and also politics. And as part of my um, university studies, a requirement to graduate was to complete a six-month full-time uh, field study placement with a nonprofit organization. So I live here in Oakland, California now. And at the time, I was doing that placement in San Francisco with an organization um, called Global Exchange. They're an international human rights organization. They do a lot of different things, but one of the pieces they work on that I was involved in is community and nature's rights. So at the time, um, this was back in 2011, the International Rights of Nature framework was very new and emerging. And I was able to support that work as well as helping communities here in corporate harms and activities coming into their community. So that work involved um, supporting indigenous communities as well to um, you know, say no and to um, assert their rights to protect their lands against corporate activities. And that's really where I got my foundations in the nonprofit space and in the social impact space. I also did a bit of work on fair trade at that time and afterwards went back to university and finished up and was able to, to work part-time um, for, for Global Exchange. So I was there for a couple of years, really, again, more deeply involved in the rights of nature work and community rights. After that, I took some time off and then um, made my way over to the Sierra Club. And that's kind of where I got my environmental um, uh, conservation and, and first kind of, um, you know, real uh, involvement in the climate justice space was at the Sierra Club for a couple of years. And then after that, my most recent role before coming to B-Lab US in Canada was in Fair Trade. So I was at Fair Trade USA for seven years. Uh, they're the, the largest certifier of Fair Trade products here in the United States. And, you know, really at Fair Trade USA, you know, again, wore many hats, but my main role was in advocacy and movement building, um, helping build a national network for, for Fair Trade. So that's really what makes me tick. Um, I love collaboration and movement building and, and organizing. And so to come to B-Lab US and Canada um, this past May was really the right um, calling for me. I, you know, I really um, got a lot out of my involvement in the fair trade movement, but climate and climate justice was really where my heart was calling me to work. And so very grateful to have found this role, but also with the same mission of business as a force for good. You know, that's what I learned at fair trade was that we can use business, that business can really be the leaders with their power, platform, and influence to affect the change that the world needs so badly. That is exactly one of the reasons we had all the B leaders and people from B Lab East Africa on the podcast, really to see climate justice is not the domain of NGO, but businesses can have a tremendous impact. And I want to ask you, 
Why climate justice is it so important? Climate justice is important for a few reasons. Um, one, you know, just to ground us in the definitions that we use of climate justice, it links human rights and sustainability. It says that to be eco or green is not enough. You have to think about the impact of people and communities um, on your sustainability efforts. It takes a human-centered approach to climate action. It says no action can be taken on climate without considering, again, the effect on people and communities. And it focuses on, you know, really the most underprivileged people around the world, the most systematically oppressed people around the world, and those communities who, they're already being affected by climate change right now, first and worst. And we cannot solve the climate change crisis without asking and leaning on these folks that are already involved in the fight for the solution. You know, we know that communities around the world that are facing climate change that oftentimes, especially uh, here in the U.S. and globally, you know, communities of color and, and folks that have really been on the front lines, they have the answers. And it's the role and responsibility of, you know, global leaders, nonprofits, NGOs, businesses, to listen and to lean on them instead of say that we have the answers when we come from positions of privilege. And that's the last piece I would call out is it's very linked to racial equity. Um, a colleague of mine the other day said, um, you know, climate justice is just racial equity, but for climate. So we know that racial inequity is at the core of climate change. And we must think about solving that as we think about solving climate change. Literally interesting and touches also what the work and the passion I have. And I really want to ask now, in all of that, the innovative way that also B-Lab is proposing is not just the, as you say, NGOs, but the role of businesses and particularly the B Corp Climate Collective. What is it and how is it fostering the work? Yes, thank you for asking. So the B Corp Climate Collective is a very exciting group. I will just first paint the picture globally. So B-Lab Global, again, the global network, the NGO that certifies and supports B-Corps around the world. I work for US Canada. We're just one country partner, one global partner of which there are many, East Africa, um, Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Sistema Bay in Latin and South America. All of these global partners have companies that have shown real commitment to climate uh, by formal net zero commitments. So the B Corp Climate Collective globally is a group of uh, over a thousand companies that have really committed to taking action on climate with robust net zero commitments. In the United States and Canada, this is about 400 companies um, that have made these commitments. Recently, the B-Lab US and Canada has made the decision to, with B-Lab Global to outsource the support for these commitments to a couple organizations that are very well equipped to uh, to support companies in this uh, SME Climate Hub for companies that are 500 employees or less, and SBTI for companies that are 500 employees or more. So we don't own our net zero commitments anymore. We're now looking to these other organizations to support our companies. So then you might ask, well, what is the B Corp Climate Collective now? The B Corp Climate Collective is still a collective of companies that are keen to take action on climate-centered injustice. But right now, we're at a time of influx. We're doing a lot of strategic planning and evolution around what is the role of the B Corp Climate Collective? How can we best work together globally and in the US and Canada? So it's evolving. To me, you know, what I'd like to do for next year as we plan ahead is say, 
you know, any company that is working on climate that has a strong climate action plan or, you know, is well on their way, interested in making progress, uh, you know, just beginning with climate action, measuring and reducing, that they have a role in the B Corp Climate Collective. So I'm thinking about how do we reignite action groups like climate action, policy advocacy, climate justice learning, you know, how do we really bring folks together in this new framework that is beyond net zero? but it's really collective action on climate. So that's what we hope to unravel next year. And those are very ambitious goals and very important, especially in the light of the climate crisis and the social crisis that are the key issues for our planet at global level. And now the work that you have done, you have done also a, a work for, to help company to really go deeper and really start a transformational journey towards climate justice. And then I'm talking about the climate justice playbook. I want to ask you, which are the key insights that you can give to the businesses? So the Climate Justice Playbook for Business, first of all, I will say I cannot take credit. I, I started on the team in, in May. The playbook was developed in January of 2021. So really what we call it is kind of the leading artifact um, on climate and climate justice that we've been able to provide to the community. There's a lot in it. It's very, very thorough. It's very robust. You know, I, I will warn uh, the, the audience, it is long. It's about 60 plus pages, but that's because there's a lot in it. And we actually ask more questions than we provide answers. But I think that that's important. I think that it provides a framework and a guidance for how companies can begin to think about their role in climate justice. So I'll run through some of the key insights now, um, and I encourage everyone to take a look. And I'll also say too, that as we look towards next year, we want to come up with a, a version of the playbook, a version two that's more modular more digestible, shorter, that leverages different forms of media. So, you know, I think it's a really good starting point, but we recognize that we need something that's more digestible. And we also need something that centers frontline voices even more because we created the Climate Justice Playbook with the aim of supporting businesses who wanted to learn more about climate justice, explaining it to businesses that were new to the topic, um, learning about where the B Corp community was at, and we learned that it was fairly early stage across the board and sharing examples. But what they learned in the process was that we don't have all the answers. It's more of an introduction than a playbook. And it could really benefit from more frameworks, especially racial equity and frontline voices. So it's a continuous improvement. And it's something that as we look towards the next year, we plan to improve on bringing those pieces in. But I will share some of the initial insights with you all now. So first of all, that the impacts of climate change are profoundly unjust. So, you know, in my definitions of climate justice, I spoke to this, but in the playbook, we identify five primary injustices at the heart of climate change. One, degree of responsibility. That those who bear the least responsibility for climate change, they are the ones who are suffering the most and will suffer the most from its impact. Uh, impact on lower income regions. Lack of capacity to deal with the impact of climate change. It has a disproportionate effect on those countries, communities, and people that are least equipped to deal with those impacts. Intergenerational impact. We know that younger generations and youth, they will suffer the consequences more than uh, their parents and grandparents and more than most business leaders today. So how do we think about youth as a core frontline community? And last but certainly not least is gender disparity. In many countries, women bear the brunt of climate change more so than their male counterparts. And the effect of climate change on women and children is disproportionate to the effect of climate change on men. So that's really the grounding in some of the injustices. Then we offer some insights, some obstacles, and some questions. 
you know, why is climate justice important? Um, what barriers do you or your company face to, you know, working on climate justice? And then we offer some approaches to advance climate justice through collaboration. So if you're a company and you're saying, well, how do I start? Where do I even begin? That there's actually several different avenues you can take to work towards climate justice. You can start with your employees. You know, we've seen, especially in Europe and in the United States, right, in this past year, these severe heat waves. How many employees of companies have been affected? Can the company help to provide air conditioning units or uh, work, work from home accommodations of such that help the employees to be able to deal with these heat waves or effects of wildfires, for example? So how are your employees being affected and how can you start there? Uh, proximate communities, every company has a home. Every company has a local uh, you know, community that their headquarters is part of. How can you think about supporting the people in your community, your neighbors, to better deal with climate change uh, first? Aligned businesses, other companies, your suppliers. We all know that scope three emissions are becoming um, a lot more uh, of a focus for, for companies around the world in terms of reducing their, their carbon footprint. So suppliers and supply chain, especially if you're a food and beverage company, Look towards the end of your supply chain. Ask yourself how the farmers at the end of your supply chain are handling climate change and what you can do to help them to provide some, some framework for projects there. Activists and advocacy organizations. And then last but not least is policymakers. How can we really leverage policy, uh, both global, federal, and local, in order to uh, take better action on climate change and again, ensure that it's centered in justice. Lastly, we offer some case studies of companies that have uh, really excelled in this work so folks can see exactly what's been done. And then we offer as a final piece um, that climate justice action requires a mindset shift. It does not happen overnight. And that mindset shift goes from extractive and exploitative to equitable and regenerative. So, you know, no company can take meaningful action on climate justice until they've thought about how they need to change their culture and their leadership mindset from extractive and transactional to equitable and regenerative. And, you know, really, to me, that takes kind of holistic view of, you know, the other, um, you know, communities around you, of humanity, of the folks that are along your supply chain, and saying, you know, we don't just care about reducing our emissions, we care about the effects of people and communities in reducing our emissions. And this is crucial because if you have the community, you also have the human factor that is so important, and then you deal with the community. We will put the link, of course, in the episode description, so people, I really uh, advise you to go and discuss and see how you can transform your businesses. The question now is, you say that you will do a, a linear version, and of course, we also see the Bicorp movement has grown now and has exploded in the last two years with a huge number of uh, now certified business, which is the way forward and the role for the B Lab and you know the, the certified B Corp in this space. Well, I think for me, the the main way forward that we see is through collective action. You know, how can we make sure that we leverage the power of the entire B Corp network through collective action on climate justice? You know, I think that in order to do that, though, we need to do a few things first. It is our job at B-Lab US in Canada and the work of my program moving forward to provide the resources and the tools needed for B Corps to engage in this work. So 
I think that at a minimum, all companies that are in the B Corp movement and outside of, they should be measuring and working to reduce their carbon footprint because that in itself can bring climate justice by simply um, you know, mitigating the effects of climate change on communities. So at a very minimum, that core climate action, but then moving beyond that and saying to companies, you know, again, how will you think about what harms you might be causing now on people and communities maybe inadvertently but still what harms is your business causing now how can you reduce those and then how can you take it a step further and say we won't just reduce the harms that we might be causing but we'll take active steps with meaningful partnerships in order to change the status quo and really transfer the power and the resources to solve climate change from the hands of the privileged and the you know um, the ones that have again more of a protection from its effects to the communities and people that are dealing with it firsthand. So, you know, part of this as well, and a, and a very important piece is how do we help B Corps and how do we have B Corps interested in meaningful, authentic relationships with frontline communities? You know, again, when we say frontline here in the United States and Canada, we mean those communities most closely affected. Sometimes it's communities with lived experience or impacted communities. How do we make sure that the companies that we're working with um, that are B Corps can say, we want to have meaningful partnerships with frontline communities. And I think a big piece of that and something we're interested in next year is corporate philanthropy for climate justice. We have several B Corps here that are modeling very um, inspiring and uh, you know, uh, high commitment um, approaches to um, funding uh, community groups that are working on climate change. And I think that's the model that we need to explore a lot further. So you know, again, at a very starting point, all businesses should be measuring and reducing their carbon footprint, uh, thinking about the harms they might be causing to communities and people through their business operations, even if in, inadvertently. And then from there, how do they take it a step further and actively support climate justice initiatives at the local level on the front lines via their operations, shift in their culture, employee engagement, and via uh, corporate philanthropy, if that's something that they're able to tap into. Thank you so much for these wonderful insights. Very actionable and very timely, especially now that the, the clock is ticking. And I would be remiss if I didn't add one more thing, which is, you know, the tie to racial equity, I mentioned at the beginning, that's something that is very important to us. And in 2023, in February, we will launch a racial equity and climate justice learning journey. And I'll make sure that you have to um, provide to the audience a link to sign up to show interest. But we will be inviting anyone who wants to join us in a foundational racial equity and climate justice learning journey, a course, if you will, online, self-paced to start to learn the foundations and the connections between racial equity and climate justice and how your business can advance both simultaneously. So that is coming in 2023. Once we do the first uh, journey uh, from say February to April, then we'll do a second and third components as we you know, engage in retrospectives to see how it went. But we would love anyone interested to sign up for that. Um, all you know, current B Corps that really want to think about what is the connection between racial equity and climate? And again, how can your company act on it? And thank you so much, Kylie, for the opportunity. We will share that. And people, have you listened to it? I mean, it's, it was really a wonderful opportunity to jump in and really start your journey towards climate justice. And the time now is almost there, but you know, you have given us wonderful insights and a very rich episode. I want you to ask, as usual, the final call to action to the audience that is listening to us. 
So the final call to action from me is, you know, if you are engaged in a company, if you are a leader or employee at a business, just ask yourself, how can I, how can my company play a role in advancing climate justice? Because we all have a role to play and it's there. It might be internally for your employees. It might be for your local community. It might be for the suppliers, the farmers, producers, the workers across your supply chain. It might be in policy or advocacy. Um, it might just be supporting another NGO or a community organization that's already doing the work. But what role can you play? Because, you know, as I've heard uh, said in the climate movement, change everything, it takes everyone. And especially with climate change, we really need to be leaning on and listening to the folks that are first and most affected by climate change right now. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was a wonderful episode. And uh, thank you for the links. We will share that. And I'm sure we will even come back to you to see the progress of the great work that you are doing with BLAB US and Canada. Thank you so much. I look forward to future conversations. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.